Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to another fun episode of TFL Talking Trucks. I am Andre. And I am Roman. No, you're not. I'm Nathan. I thought if I said I was Roman, I could get away with more. People under- know your voice, Nathan. <laughs> I can't even fake Roman's voice. On right. this show, Nathan, what I want to do is actually do a long-term update mm-hmm. on two trucks. Very important, very cool trucks. The Ford Raptor uh-huh. and the Ram TRX. That's right. We've owned, but we've owned both these vehicles for quite some time. Long enough to drive them as daily vehicles, to take them off-road, to take them camping to take them on long distance trips. And this is sort of a wrap up of what we've discovered with both these vehicles. Yes, and we just sold the Raptor on tflbids.com. Uh-huh. It was there. Um, you could also sell your vehicle there. But before we start with the Raptor and the TRX long-term updates, uh-huh. I, I wanna just say that this show is brought to you guys by our patrons. Uh, you guys, in fact. Um, you can go to patreon.com slash tflcar. That's where you can find TFL Studios and all of us there and i want to address a couple of questions from some long-term supporters on the show okay are we going to do that first or we're going to do that later on uh how about we do it just really quickly right now that sounds great so i have a question right here on patreon.com from julian darrow and julian is looking for a heavy duty truck he's considering starting a hotshot business oh okay you know Uh, a lot about that well uh, he's looking at everything chevy silverado 3500 f350 ford ram 3500 dualies um he has a budget of about 60 grand Ooh. now before we get going on that can you explain to everybody what a hotshot is not everybody out there may know yeah so a hotshot business is basically kind of a dispatch delivery of goods but in this case it's a truck towing a trailer usually maybe delivering cars maybe delivering other equipment to oil fields etc etc so mm-hmm. kind of smaller packages deliveries uh, long distance also and they tend to be pretty fast yeah just kind of you know you can call somebody right there they pick it up next day and deliver it in a couple of days yeah smaller loads Fast, long distances, that type of thing. Anyway, so my answer, my quick answer to Julian, and by the way, thank you for your support um, and donations to ours. Uh, it thank helps you. us a lot. Yes, it does. Um, I would go with a Ford, but sixty grand is kind of a low uh, bar for a diesel one-ton truck right now, especially yeah. brand new. Yeah. Uh, but you could still probably find a, a truck like that for sixty grand. The reason why I say Ford is because we've tested several of these trucks recently, mm-hmm. and Ford was more efficient, more powerful, and a good towing rig. Yeah, and I think that for that price, you can get yourself one that has at least the basic equipment and a couple of options. Am I correct? Absolutely. And maybe not a crew cab, but maybe a regular cab. Yeah, which will be more efficient, and I think will even give you a higher towing rating normally, right? Yes. Uh, next up on the Patreon page, uh, it's Kier Jofferson. I'm sorry, Kier Josephson. I love watching you struggle with names. <laughs> it's, it's, it Ke- makes my day. Kier, I, I apologize for uh, butchering your last name. 
Kier says, great work, guys. Watch your videos and listen to your podcasts all the time. No Thank way. you very much. Okay, so no question, just a comment here. Thank you very much. Well, we appreciate that. Does it say where he's from? No. That sounds Scandinavian, and so if you are listening overseas, we appreciate that. We, I'm sorry about the time zone difference. And we apologize about everything that's happening in the United States, whatever it well, might be. Well, I apologize for butchering your name. Yes. So we're, there's a lot of apologies. But thank you guys so much for following us. We've recently received a lot of messages coming in from a variety of different com- uh, countries, including recently Vietnam and uh, Saudi Arabia. And, and Luxembourg. Luxembourg. Yes. And yeah. So, oh, and South Africa just the other day. So. You know, we know we have fans around the world. We're really appreciative of you guys. So keep them coming. We want to hear from you. Yes. And also recently we had picked up several more Patreons, uh, Aaron Miller, Ramesh Lance, and James Truns. I'm sorry, once again, if I mispronounced <laughs> As I said, I love this. So anyway, thank you guys. So why don't we kick this off with the Raptor, right? Mm-hmm. So we owned the Raptor for what? About seven months-ish, give and take. Mm-hmm. Uh, should we talk about its backstory? Yeah, a bit. Uh, and we purchased it actually in late 2020. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like I said, several months ago, we put almost 6,000 miles on it. Mm-hmm. It recently sold, like I said. But this is kind of the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, um, do you want to give a little background for this truck? Now, first of all, we know that we even knew when we bought it that there was a brand new um, Raptor coming out. But we needed one at the time because we knew we were getting another vehicle, which we're going to mention, and we needed a benchmark. So one of the things we wanted to do was get what we felt was the best off-road truck in its class in terms of overall performance and capability, and that was the Raptor. And we scoured the internet looking for it. Roman actually pulled out a couple follicles of hair trying to find the right one. A couple of follicles? Because at the time, yeah, I know right now uh, new and used car prices are ridiculous. Even back then, Ford Raptors had, uh, were going way over invoice, way over MSRP. People were boosting the price. Some of them were up to a hundred grand. Remember? Yeah, exactly. And this was about November of 2020. Right. Uh, obviously, COVID was still in effect. Oh, yeah. in, in many many areas uh, around the country, which didn't help looking for one. Exactly. And like you said, so what a lot of the dealerships were doing, and we were looking for a brand new truck. Yeah. Because I mean, we could have gone for a slightly used truck, but that wasn't the point. We wanted to be on the cusp, right. as much as possible, uh, of brand new vehicles and. Uh, a lot of dealers uh, make some updates, you know, bumpers, lights, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even a winch, uh, maybe a small lift, maybe Paint bigger jobs, tires. Wraps. Uh, and they're upcharging a, a huge amounts, yeah. right? Uh, we, like you said, we saw $100,000, $110,000. These are insane pricing uh, for these Raptors. We did finally find one after coming close on another one. We did yes. find one. For $77,000. Exactly. And it was a crew cab, and you may have seen it on our channel, of course. Yeah. We um, did dozens of videos with this vehicle. We've taken it to Moab, Utah more than once. Yes. Uh, it's gone off-road, on-road, and it's actually proven to be, obviously, an excellent truck, which is why we wanted to buy one, because we wanted to start, you know, at as high a mark as possible. But there were a few issues when we got it, and that kind of starts off the bad part of this. Yeah, and uh, once again, this was a fully loaded vehicle, Mm -hmm. um, and we got it at MSRP. So we got it what we felt like was a good deal. Right. Yes. 
but it did it had some mileage on it that we were not expecting on top of everything else exactly so roman went to this local dealer um which actually had it near not far from our office yeah and he was doing some paperwork and um he was quite surprised after doing some of the paperwork and this wasn't very clear to him initially he got into the truck and it almost had a thousand miles and he said what Normally, a vehicle, when it comes from the dealership, will have anywhere between a couple dozen miles to a couple hundred miles, max. Because that has a break-in in many cases. Well, yeah, plus test drives, right? Yeah. Um, when the vehicle is on the lot for a week or two or a month. It can, it can accumulate it can, a few it, miles. Accumulate But not miles. a thousand. Yeah, a thousand miles. So, ended up, what the backstory was... This truck was in a different state at the, at the dealership. Mm-hmm. And then it was one dealer bought it from the next, from the other. Right. So this Colorado dealer p- purchased this truck and it was actually driven. Appear, that's what it appeared to be. It was actually delivered by driving it about 500 or 600 miles. Which makes sense, although it, that didn't make a lot of sense to us because this is not a cheap vehicle. No. And rather than put it, you know, have a hot shot, which we just discussed, exactly. take it to us or someone else, it, they drove it, which... That's a little off, and I still don't really like that excuse, but we had to deal with it. Anyway, and then it had only one key available, so I was like, what? (laughs) One key on a $77,000. So the other key was at the other dealer, the older dealer that Uh, had it previously. So the key was being shipped. And then Roman got in it, and it had a couple of like little quality concerns, little issues. mm -hmm. For example, one of the buttons that was controlling like the outside mirror adjustment was a little bit like loose. Yeah. Um, and then also he noticed, Roman noticed um, the trim around the uh, one of the vents. Air conditioning vents. Air conditioning vents uh, was peeling, like some of the plastic was peeling. Yeah, so it's kind of got like a chrome overlay on it and it was kind of coming up. And bear in mind, this is a brand new vehicle that we spent an awful lot of money on. Now, fortunately, the switch was taken care of under warranty, yep. no problems after that. And we what, we were intending to take care of this little trim piece, but yeah. we just kind of let it go. We, we wanted to make videos with this truck. Right, so we so, couldn't keep it out for a long period of time, have them tear up the dash and replace it. We needed to get this thing out on the road. Uh, but it was just a minor, it really was just kind of a minor thing, just something that personally, as car and truck owners, we would have probably gotten in their face about under normal circumstances. But... There are a few other things that this truck did that were, I would say, just a little bit irritating. But for the most part, I'm going to say that this vehicle gets uh, A- minus on my report card. A-. A-. minus. Not a full A. No. Or an A+. Plus. Not an A+. Plus, okay. But not a B either. Okay. okay. So let's dig into that more. Indeed. Um, I would agree with you for the most part, yes, mm. uh, on the grading uh, system. Uh, because after about, what, like I said, about 5,700 miles, almost 6,000 miles mm-hmm. with this truck. Um, it never gave us an error message. No. It never uh, stopped for some reason. And we drove it pretty hard, too. Yeah, we weren't like it. It did a ton of drag racing, I tell you that. Yeah. And it did a ton of off-roading. Exactly. We are off-roaded in Colorado mm-hmm. on the, some of the trails here near Boulder. Lots of towing, too. Uh, we towed long distance, in fact, from Colorado to Utah and back, yep. which is about 700 miles of towing. Um, Under extreme conditions. And over mountain passes, yep. so and near the limit. Mm-hmm. For example, I was behind the wheel on this one trip where we had our uh, utility trailer with an FJ Cruiser, Toyota FJ Cruiser on top of it. Right. Which was pushing 
you know, 7,500 pounds approximately overall weight, mm -hmm. which is basically near the limit of this truck, which is 8,000 pounds. Which is one of my first issues with it. Go on. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, overall, uh, as far as durability and actual, you know, capability of this truck, it never hiccuped. It yep. did everything it was, it was said it would do. And it was a decent tow vehicle. But the towing, I think, is the biggest issue as well. So it did well towing, but its numbers are very low, both with payload and towing. And it's a squatty molly. That thing squats like crazy. And part of the reason why is because it has an off-road suspension that is specifically built to be very flexible. And so in order to get the best of both worlds, it's very difficult to make that balance. And that's for both Ford and Ram, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah. So the compromise leads some people, including myself, to say, mm, this thing really doesn't haul a lot. Its, it's payload is minuscule. Let me put it to you this way. The Honda Ridgeline can haul more. <laughs> I'm not even, that's not an exaggeration. Yeah. Right. No, well, what's the maximum uh, payload on the one we had? Uh, so the one we had with every option. Yeah. And you have to keep in mind. It had every when, option. When you so add luxury options and options to the vehicle, you're subtracting from its payload because yeah. you're adding weight. It was 999, 999 pounds. Less than 1,000 pounds payload. Exactly. In a $77,000 pickup truck. Exactly. So that that is why it doesn't get an A or an A+. plus. Mainly that. But they advertise what you usually see advertised either on Ford's websites or dealership websites for the Raptor crew cab is usually 1,200 pounds, which is technically true if you're buying a kind of a base model you, Raptor. Right, without uh, the, the real high-end seats uh, and all that stuff. Big, huge panoramic sunroofs, right, right. Uh, massaging seats, you name it. Um, so that's technically true. But once again, as we've told you on TFL Truck many, many times, uh, every vehicle, every truck is different, right? Yep. And I agree with you, under 1,000 pounds, you know, four of us would max it out if we got in there. That's that's three of us. <laughs> and some depends on the day. No, But, it's you know, guys, and I know a lot of Ford fans are out there and going, how dare you? And it's like, this is an amazing truck. One of the best off-road vehicles out there. In some ways, I find it to be better, slightly better in some ways, than the TRX. That's how good this damn thing is. But... The problem in my book is that it, the payload needs to be just a little bit higher to be what I consider satisfactory. That is its biggest detractor. So that if you're wondering why I gave it the A minus, that is the main reason right there. Yeah, and the towing, it's kind of does what it says it would do. Yeah. Ford says it will tow up to 8,000 pounds. It will do that. Mm -hmm. Like you said, it squats quite a lot. Like crazy. Uh, because of those software springs. Uh, that are meant for actually you articulation, off-road, off off and yes, all that. Yeah. articulation and off-road use. And if we rewind a little bit, right? Uh, this this was a second generation Raptor. Mm -hmm. um, Ford currently is not making a Raptor at this minute because the next generation, the 2021 third gen trucks, are set to be coming out. You know, within a few months of now. So it's kind of a one year. Roughly, space well, it's like a half year eight, eight kind months, of a whatever. hiatus right now. Yeah, and right? then remember, there's the chip shortage and all that other stuff, so yeah. it might be delayed. So, and when Ford was bringing out the second gen, it was a, a first out in 2016 as a 2017 model year, right? Yeah. So this was, you know, once again they went to aluminum body, mm -hmm. uh, EcoBoost engine, which is a twin turbo V6, all new suspension setup, all new suspension, um, which later became that live valve in 2019, yeah. which is a, a remarkable. 
incredible system. Yeah, the Fox live valve shocks. Instantaneous changes. Um, and, and when they were bringing this out in 2016, 2017, Ford actually put this truck into the Best of the Desert series, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, basically kind of an organized event um, in several locations throughout the U.S. and even Mexico. Right. Um, for, you know, privateers and also manufacturers and factories to actually race uh, vehicles. But this kind of an issue because a lot of people sometimes think that they can just take a base Raptor or base TRX and rip across Baja in it. Yeah, and actually race in it because yeah. they think it's a race truck. Understand this. These are not race trucks. They're not race prep trucks either. What these are are pickup trucks that are super, super capable and very powerful, but in reality, in order to have a proper race vehicle, having a proper roll cage, having a fuel cell, all these things are required. Just, just you know, just at, the, the, at the base level, yeah. right? Uh, and then from there, some of the other trucks you guys are seeing bounding over the desert and flying them through the air, those are purpose-built trucks that are not even really trucks. They're basically race buggies that look like pickup trucks, mid-engine in many cases, all tube frames, totally different suspension with super long travel nothing to do with these trucks. So keep that in mind. I know a lot of people are just happy to go out to Glamis and jump one of these things over a dune at 90 <laughs> miles per hour. And then they wonder why the airbags deploy or the frame bends or it, it turns into a rolling ball of death. That's because they're pickup trucks that are super pickup trucks, but they're still not race trucks. So we wanted to kind of throw that out there yeah. and make sure you guys understand that. For those of you who are not super into this, but let's continue with the Ford and then move on to the TRX. Yeah, and also just just to continue, just one more second, you could modify a Raptor or a TRX mm-hmm. and get them or another truck, right? And get them to next levels, right? You can oh, build sure. a roll cage. You can get a navigation system for racing, right? Mm-hmm. You can get the radio system put in. Sure. Harnesses, fuel cells. Which I and I've been in trucks like that yeah. that have done amateur racing and. Bear in mind, once again, that you know you have to go through several loops in order, or hoops in order to make this happen. And you're spending a lot more money, too. Right. And if you've seen other videos of people jumping these vehicles, you may notice some of them get really damaged. And it's not a great idea to take a truck that's worth between seventy and ninety, even $100,000, and just tear into them like that. They're not meant for that. They are meant for abuse, but only at a certain level, right? And... That's something that, once again, we really want to put that out there. Another thing to consider is, aside from the fact that these trucks are very expensive and very powerful, is the fact that they're really built for commuting. Both these, you know, Ram and Ford had to keep in mind that a majority of the drivers who take these things from their house to work do it every day. And so they also have to be everyday commuters. And very comfortable, and they are. And very comfortable, and they're remarkably comfortable. So a lot of the stuff that you're seeing there, Roman likes to call them pre-runner trucks because that's like the highest level they really could achieve, which means they go to the race loop, Baja, whatever it may be, and the drivers will jump in this for a comfortable ride and go on the race course, but not at super high speeds, and do it for navigation reasons and logistical reasons. But that's as far as they go in his book, which I would agree with. Uh, so I just wanted to get that disclaimer out of the way before we continue on the Ford and then move on to the TRX. Yeah, so let's uh, get some good, the bad, and the ugly once again. Let's mm-hmm. review. Okay. Right, so the, the good behind the uh, Raptor in this case, um, in my opinion, is just 
the level of comfort and luxury it offers. This mm-hmm. was a fully uh, option truck. So yes, it had every luxury feature. It, it did, yeah. Also, the good in my mind is the level of technology it offers. Mm-hmm. And you know, I love tech. And uh, we've done these videos before too, where um, almost everything is adjustable. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about not just you know the throttles uh, sensitivity and the transmission, the steering, uh, but also the steering, the suspension. Uh, even um, well, it does augment your sound, which is not my favorite part. Yeah, that, that, uh, and that, that's, that's a whole a different story because yeah. it's a V6 turbo, and a lot of people have taken issue with this, right? Yeah, that the engine is. While powerful, 450 horsepower, it doesn't offer that sound that you expect. Which is kind of part of the whole package in some cases, which Ram really did capitalize on. But we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, but still, uh, whatever your opinion may be, this is still a very successful selling vehicle. And you can see it by... The used truck pricing on the Raptors, the new truck pricing on the Raptors. Right. They're, they're not um, going down. They're going up in many cases. Yeah. And some leaked information suggests that the next generation Raptor is going to start even higher pricing uh, than, than, than the second generation ones. Right? Yeah. So so whatever the formula that Ford has here, and to some extent the TRX formula, is successful with the customers, right? Yep. The people who buy them. So those are some of the great things. Once again, technology it offers, the suspension the uh, comfort level it offers but then there is not so good parts okay and so let's name one so uh, uh, fuel efficiency is not great it's good but not great it's better than the trx but that's not saying much yes and also these trucks because they're high performance machines they pretty much require high octane fuel yeah yeah there's i would not recommend any lower grade in these vehicles because it'll affect not only performance but your fuel mileage too and in some cases you may actually hear a problem. Yeah, maybe knocking problems, right, some other right, problems, right. because these are kind of turbocharged and in many supercharged. cases uh, supercharged and a little bit higher compression, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And um, in order to get that 450 horsepower that you have, 91 octane, or you know, in some cases, in other markets, in Colorado, we don't have 93. No, 91 is like our main, uh, yeah. Uh, but in Violation. other states and other areas, you could get 93 octane, right. which which can help uh, create some you know uh, slightly additional power, uh, but yeah, and it's, it gets expensive, right? Yeah. Obviously, you're buying an expensive truck. You're expecting um, you know to spend money on it, insurance wise and other otherwise. Mm. But but with pricing reaching four dollars a gallon, maybe even more, closer to five dollars a on gallon. On the coast, yeah. Uh, pay, putting premium fuel in this puppy will hurt. You may have to swipe your card three times in order to fill up a tank on one of these things. And the thing about the Raptor is that it actually has a pretty good-sized fuel tank. 36 gallons. And this helped with towing, mm-hmm. going long distance, like we said, um, which is a great part of this truck. Yep. Uh, great range, up to about 600 miles on not towing, maybe 300 miles with towing, mm-hmm. uh, three to 400 miles with towing. So a lot of good parts of this truck. Um, the ride on this was a little stiffer than I kind of hoped. Stiffer actually. than the first generation one that we had. We actually bought a first generation truck years ago when it came out at TFL Studios. This is back when we only had a couple of channels. Yeah. And uh, we drove the hell out of that truck. Even more, we had that one for a lot longer. And we and really, like 50,000 miles. Yeah, yes. we put a lot of miles on it. But that had a better highway ride than the new one, by far. 
that and that that's a yeah. definite opinion. and i think you're seeing a change in philosophy as far as ford was you know with this generation of the truck uh-huh. especially in 2019 when they introduced the latest shocks right, right? Um, and they were looking for more control more precision mm-hmm. uh, but then in their comfort modes still it was kind of a little bit more taut nice yeah. and toit um, <laughs> and not quite as plush as some people liked i would agree so on my negatives Yes. Um, I already went over those basically, which is uh, payload. I will include ride, but I didn't really, I didn't dislike it. I just felt like it was a little stiffer than I was expecting, especially compared to the first generation model. But that's really it. Those are like the biggest complaints. That truck handles so well. It is a precision instrument in the dirt. You know what it reminds me of? Mm. It reminds me of a rally car, a, a tall rally car, especially when you compare it to the A TRX. massive rally car. Yeah, but it, it, it's so controllable. When you put it in the right mode, the Baja mode especially, which is its best mode, because as a rock crawler, it's kind of a long wheelbase and kind of a wide vehicle for that. Um, you can do it, but it really is happy on the dunes and on dirt and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if something like this driving through and do, pre-running Dakar, oh, that'd be a dream. So uh, really, really, really good handling vehicle, very sharp controls, especially in the dirt. So that is, that's like my biggest love of that truck by far. So. And also on a mountain road, that's it a paved great. road, yeah. uh, especially when you can kind of get the steering a little bit heavier. Well, I took it on the uh, yeah. track at IMI. I actually, oh. yeah. When you guys told me not to, I went onto the track. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wanted me to. And I, I put it in, uh, I tried a couple different modes. There is a sport mode. Yes. And uh, I threw it around the track. And I did this right after I did it with the TRX. And it way outhandled the TRX. It's a lighter vehicle by like a big margin. What is it, 700 pounds lighter? The one Approximately, we yeah. Yeah. You know, aluminum body helps. But it was just so much quicker around corners and all that. Now, granted, this is not a vehicle that I would recommend taking on Mahalong Canyon. But it will do a much better job at running around corners than other heavy pickup trucks. And that part is also pretty damn impressive. Yeah, so uh, those are kind of the good and the bads. Yep. Um, the ugly, we, we kind of reserved the ugly section for like, you know, sometimes poking fun at vehicles. Mm-hmm. Or, and I, I can't really think of um, a particular, you know, negative. I have one. Uh, what, what's yours? And Ford has already fixed it. So it's, it's sort of almost a moot point. But if you're looking at 2020 and before uh, Ford pickup trucks, I find their interior quality to not be great. Um, especially like areas where you're actually placing your arm, uh, armrest areas, locations. The overall design of the interior I find to be kind of old and dated. And certain fitment just isn't good. The upper air conditioning vents that are on both sides of the... Um, uh, infotainment screen, they never look like they're aligned correctly. Especially if they're peeling. Yes, <laughs> if they're peeling, you really yeah. draw yeah. it draws your eye to it. So um, Ford has addressed that. The new Ford F-150 is light years ahead in terms of interior quality and design. But for the model that we had, that was an ugly issue. I just couldn't stand that interior for a vehicle that costs that much money. Yeah, I would agree. And the next generation, like you said, the 2021 regular better. Fords. And I was actually fortunate enough to be in the next Raptors interior. Right. And that was really plush. Yeah. And very, yeah. very that's, nice. That's, and it makes sense that they would, of course, do that. And good for Ford for actually finding that, finding all the flaws and fixing all those flaws and listening to their clients. I do appreciate that. 
Yeah, yeah. But in general, every time, you know, I had to run an errand here around the office or going somewhere, even going long distance, I always enjoyed getting in the truck. Yeah. You know, just it was it's pretty comfy. It's big, you know, really good acceleration. But it's also got and curb appeal. I mean, when you when people know that you're driving a Raptor, you usually get a smile or a thumbs up, unless of course they're Ram or Chevy fans and you get a finger. But yeah, you know, it, it it's just it's it's got a lot of character. It's a lot of fun to drive. So it's 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 a great truck. So then, of course, the Raptor was unchallenged until this year. Uh, the TRX came along, right? What a beast! We uh, we have to you know re- remind ourselves that the Raptor came out. Really, in 2010, yeah, um, the original first generation, um, and so it's been about 10 years. Ford really opened up this whole segment for full-size, ultra-capable off-road trucks. And you know, Ram, yes, they did, uh, they do build the Power Rat Wagon, which is one of my favorite trucks. But first of all, that's a heavy-duty truck, and second of all, it, they don't quite compete. Uh, maybe in price they do to a certain degree, but the Power Wagon is a much more utilitarian vehicle. It's a lot heavier. It is built for heavy-duty off-roading, solid front and rear axles. It's not like a Baja-style truck. So you can't quite compare them. It's a little too much apples and oranges, but we knew that they were developing, they being Ram, was developing something else and using the Raptor as a benchmark, and that's when... We found out later on that the TRX was coming. Yeah, and they teased it, you know, with one concept. Seventeen. It was Texas? almost like seventeen-ish at the Texas State Fair of Texas. Yeah, and exactly. that was the old body design. That was the old platform, but and that was only like five hundred and something horsepower, and people were freaking out about that. Yeah, and then they said, "Well, never mind. We'll just put the Hellcat <laughs> with a with a seven hundred and two horsepower rating." By the way, that rating is a little bit lower than the cars and yeah. some others because. The exhaust system is longer. This is a massive truck. It's huge. It's huge. It's it's even taller and in some ways, well, taller and a little bit longer than the Raptor. Yeah, um, and bear in mind that the it's not just a regular uh, Ram fifteen hundred frame. They stiffened a huge uh, portion of the frame and rebuilt components of it so it could actually handle the power, of the torque, and the abuse that it was going to get as a um, TRX. And then from there, they changed around the entire architecture of the suspension and the rear end. So initially, we were thinking it was going to be a Ram Rebel just with a really big, fat engine. No. No, it was a serious, very unique vehicle in many ways. And when I talk about its height, I'm not talking like the overall roof height because Mm -hmm. it still has to fit in garages. Right. Uh, parking structures and that type of stuff. I'm just talking about like the belt line mm-hmm. because we had them in our studio next to each other, right? Because we've hu- we own both, both of them. Of them. Um, and you when when you walk up to it, the Ram's bed line is higher than mm-hmm. the Raptor, so it's a little bit harder to reach in. Yep, um, and that's a, kind of a negative with the TRX. Uh, and then the mirrors and the window line is higher. Yep. So yeah, I mean this is a massive vehicle. Really big wheel with a 37-inch on that? Thir- no, 35. 35s, but so both. The Raptor and the TRX have technically 35-inch diameter tires. Right. Uh, but the, uh, well, the Ram is heavier, like <laughs> yeah. we said. Um, so the Ram's tires are actually a little bit wider. Yep, In the right. front and the back. So they're about the same the same orientation. Um, it just has four really massive tires. And the Ram also went to use, I believe they're using a heavy-duty rear end. 
Exactly, a uh, fully floating rear axle, which uh, is, yeah, it really needs 702 <laughs> horsepower. It's a lot of power. And 650 pound-feet yeah. of torque, which is incredible. It's a ton and, of torque for a gas I mean, we thought Raptor with its 510 pound-feet of torque was powerful. I mm. mean, this is a whole nother level. Yeah. Now, the thing is, is that, yeah, power to weight, they're a lot closer matched than you might think. Uh, but, you know, in terms of drag racing, yeah, oh, the TRX not only <laughs> beat the Raptor, but the TRX beat almost every car we put against it because we just had a fun time drag racing it. We were curious to see how it would work. Now, unlike the Ford Raptor, the TRX is fully all-wheel drive or four-wheel drive. All the, the time. Yeah, all the time. The Raptor, you can just have it in rear drive, which is actually really cool for doing donuts. Um, but the Raptor, sorry, the uh, TRX, because it's always at least all-wheel drive, means that wheel slippage is minimal meaning that when you put it on the tarmac against another vehicle, its get-up-and-go, despite the fact that it has off-road tires, is remarkably fast. Yeah, and that's, it proved it. It was very consistent, uh, except for one instance. And we have all the videos you know, to, sh to show you guys exactly how it performed. Um, and why drag race trucks? Because it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. And, and also because, you know, sometimes you're at a traffic light and mm -hmm. you want to out-accelerate the guy next to you. Yeah, or, or going onto a freeway. That's, yeah. that's the one I like to use. And one during one of the uh, tests, Roman was in the TRX. Mm -hmm. I was in the F-150 hybrid. Yeah. And we both launched at our test track at High Mine. Right. And um, the Ram uh, went into this limp home mode. Yeah. Like, he didn't have full power. But there were no, like, lights going off. No warnings or anything like that. It just, you know, he was pressing on the accelerator, and the RAM was just kind of like, he was just unhappy that day. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of rebooted it, turned yeah. it off, turned it on, turned it off, turned it on. And then it just, and then it accelerated just normally. Yeah, so there could have been a glitch or something like that. It happens. Or maybe it was like something was above temperature threshold. It's entirely right? possible. The transmission may have been a little bit hot or... Some other. It parameter. would have been nice to get a warning about that, yeah. though, so we would have known what was going on. And you know, bear in mind that also the, the stuff you see on camera often we're doing other races, or we're doing practice, or we're doing a zero to sixty. Other stuff is happening, so it's possible that it heated up before the race, and it was just having a bad morning because it got too hot, and then cooled off, and everything was cool. But the the race, it it well, it's on video if you want to see the race where it, it actually finally lost. But for the most part. Fastest truck, period. Uh, most powerful, absolutely. Production-wise, yeah. Production gas truck. Yeah. Um, it has a ton of personality. It picks up where the Raptor left off, especially that exhaust note is addictive. I deliberately was leaving it into other gears when I was like moving, driving it around just to keep it snarly and growly. Now, I did take it around the, the racetrack, yes. just, just like I did with the right, Ford. Right. And this thing leans like it's a cruise ship going through a storm. It just leans, which makes total sense because it's got an off-road setup suspension. So whereas in the Ford was, by comparison, like a Porsche 911, this was like driving a Ford LTD. Well, uh, it's more of a sledgehammer. Yeah, that, well, that's exactly It's not subtle in the slightest. But there, there were a couple other issues other than that limp on mode, which is why it doesn't get an A+. Um, there were a couple other issues, one of which had to do with something aesthetic that Andre detested. Well... Hated! You hated I it. Do, I did not like the uh, fully blacked out wheels that we got. Man, boy. By the way, uh, this TRX, uh, we actually pre-configured it mm -hmm. before it was being launched. And we were basically the first 
customers of this truck. Yeah, uh, which Roman, we're very proud of. Roman, yes, um, Roman flew to Michigan to pick it up on December 31st. Uh, we wanted it in 2020, you know, and also For tax reasons helps too. us our company with taxes. Right. And Ram, we worked with Ram. Ram helped us out. And when Roman met with the factory managers mm-hmm. um, at Ram, they said, hey, you're, you're getting the first truck. They told us that. Yeah. Now, so Roman went out there on his own dime, like on a red-eye flight, so he'd be there exactly on time and, yes. you know, did everything he could and, to get there. Yeah, and, of course, take, took his own, you know, New Year's Eve to do this. You know, this was a big deal. It's not deal. like he goes on parties on New Year's anyway. He goes think? home. No, he he goes home and he does like macrame or, you know, that type of thing. He's, uh, he he wouldn't do anything for New Year's. But the 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 point is is that you know on New Year's he went out there to get the vehicle. He was that serious about it, and I'm really, like really proud of us all as a team for being able to get like the first one. And it was quite a vehicle. We got it in TFL colors, which is black and red. Yep. <laughs> It's well, you know what? Uh, I really wanted the, that blue. The blue looks They, they have a blue TRX yeah. color, but we worked with Ram and also, of course, our friends at Johnson Auto Plaza, uh-huh. our local dealer. And uh, the blue, was, they were telling us the blue color was a little bit later. Yep. It was coming later in the, uh, in the build cycle. Um, and we said, no, we want the first one. Mm-hmm. So the red, red was it, basically. Yep, yep. Uh, I think we could have purchased a black one. But we or can't. a white one, yeah. potentially. But the problem with those two colors is that, and the reason we don't buy uh, black and white vehicles is because it doesn't look very good on video, especially really dark colors. It sucks up all the color around it, and they just don't look as good, and you don't see the lines. Or the you, details. Or the, the, the details. Yeah, yeah. And so when you get uh, you know, a proper, you know, proper color, uh, certain you know hues work even better. The red looks really good on this truck. I, I mean, if you're looking at, if you're watching this, you can actually see behind Andre right now on screen is a white TRX versus a red TRX. And I can tell you, as much as I love the white TRX because that would be my choice, the red one looks better on camera. So there it is. Yeah, and that's we we have to be mindful of that yep. because that's what every truck that we test and purchase has to do. It has to look good. Right. Uh, well, for you guys, I'm, I mean, if you want to see the yeah. details. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so um, so we talked about some of the goods, right? Mm-hmm. Acceleration, monstrous. Mm-hmm. Uh, performance and sound, incredible. Although the interior is actually quiet. So if, yeah. you stand, if you're standing behind the truck and it accelerates, launches next to you, you go, oh my God. It kind of sounds like an old fighter plane from World War II. It's just Whoa, a you beast. Know, really good <laughs> Really good V8 sound. Inside, it's like... You can be drinking cup of tea, <laughs> which Roman does. You know, one pinky up. No, the, the thing is, is that that truck really does feel like a nice squishy ride, like the first generation Raptor, and at the same time, it has adjustable shocks. And well, they're different, though. Yes, Bill yeah. Steins. We'll yeah. talk about. We'll it. talk about that. Um, but it is a very smooth criminal, and you don't really hear the engine unless you're really in it. And that's, or you're opening all the windows down. Yeah, opening and, all the windows, which I yeah. which I do just yeah. for fun. But, it, yeah, it has two different personalities, and it's interesting how different they truly are. So then um, some of the negatives, maybe. Mm. I already mentioned one, and it has to be kind of the massive size. Um, you know, I thought it would be just as difficult or easy as the Raptor to move around the right. parking lot. But the turning radius in the TRX, this is not scientific. This is my seat of the pants. Uh-huh. I think is a little bit not quite as good of the turning radius 
just because of the mass of this vehicle. And the width, yeah. yeah and the width, and the tires are really wide. Right. And all those aspects, of, of course, play into it. Loading this truck is a little bit difficult because of the height, once mm-hmm. again. Um, so, so those are a couple of uh, small negatives. We configured it with a little bit more of a basic configuration, but it matched the Raptor on price when Almost we bought exactly. it. Almost exactly. 77 grand right. within, a, within like $50 yeah, of each other. Yeah, really super close. And the uh, TRX currently is also incredibly expensive. Not only can you configure it up to like ninety-five or $100,000 from the MSRP, mm-hmm. dealers are now also upcharging for, for these. Like crazy. And yeah. uh, I, I, I hate dealers, to be honest with you. Most of them are, are, are absolutely Except the guys we work with. Yes, but the, uh, many of them are unscrupulous and they'll do this. They'll, they'll jack the price because they know someone's willing to give them an extra fifteen to $20,000. Or 40000 in some in cases. In some cases to get their truck. And I just think that that's... Un- you know, I know you're going for profit, but at the end, you're alienating your customers, and it's going to look bad down the line. These people don't think the long game, which is one of the reasons why I don't like many of these dealers. But as it is, if you configure it, even with a few options, you're really talking about an $80,000 truck plus. Yeah, and I mean, we just got the almost basics. the basics. You know, We had like we, the one one package above base. It, it's called the TR1, basically. TR1, and, and the TR1, you know, gives you a couple things, but also, like, we didn't want the sunroof mm-hmm. uh, or the panoramic roof. Uh, uh, we didn't want some of the other, you know, fancy leathers and carbon fiber, no. Uh, and but, there's a bunch of bed options and stuff, too. Yeah, real. but but w- what was good about it, we gained some payload because we did not get those things. Yeah. Um, so the payload in our truck was just over 1,300 pounds, which sounds not great, but, but compared better, to the Raptor, holy yeah, cow. We're talking about well over 300 pounds more, which is yeah. pretty significant. And it, it doesn't have a problem hauling that weight. Uh, we, we put pretty heavy things in there before. Right. Yeah, we hauled motorcycles mm-hmm. with it, several other items. And then we towed similar trailers. In fact, we actually did an eye gauntlet head-to-head, mm-hmm. the Raptor versus TRX using um, some of the trailers from TransWest, right. another friend, uh, a partner of ours, um, TransWest um, in Frederick, Colorado, and their Cimarron trailers, and both trucks squatted. Yes, mm-hmm. they do squat. Uh, but actually, funny enough, if you watch that video, uh, our iGauntlet TRX versus Raptor, they both got towing the same MPG. Which, which I was shocked. Because normally the MPGs are very different. Yes. Um, the Ford is usually a lot more efficient. Uh, but one, there is a big problem, and it, it, it's a giant red flag with the uh, Ram, mm. and that is its fuel capacity. Yeah, so the, uh, the TRX does not have as big of a tank no. as the Raptor. It's about 33 gallons. Still it's above a, 30 gallons. It's decent, and they could, uh, you know, I'm glad they didn't put in a 28-gallon tank, oh, I guess. But, yeah. but the point is, is that this is a truck that, you know, absolutely swills gasoline and sucks it down. And honestly speaking, the largest tank possible would be a good idea with this truck. So it's a little bit smaller in terms of its um, how much fuel it holds. And then in terms of its efficiency, it's not as efficient as the Raptor. Yeah, so in the Raptor, we could see between 15 and 17 MPG mm-hmm. on a daily basis. This is not towing. Right. Um, in the TRX, I was seeing 11 to 13. Which sounds completely, you know. And, and it's also kind of within the parameters of the EPA right. uh, ratings, so near near those ratings as well. 
Um, some other owners, like our friend Shane, you could see him in the image behind us, uh, the owner of the white truck. Uh, Shane told us he's seeing slightly better TRX numbers. Hmm. Um, uh, you know, somewhere between 14 and 15. Well, uh, he probably just, uh, he's not as big and chunky as we are. And on top of that, he probably drives with a slightly li lighter accelerator foot. So That's anyway, one of the problems with this truck is that it, it makes you want to go faster. Absolutely, yeah. So the fuel efficiency is not... It's, it's not great. Strength. Uh, obviously, uh, that's pretty obvious. Um, so size, you know, fuel efficiency, pricing, which is really, really high on, yeah. on this truck. Those are some of the bad items, I would say, on this truck. Right. And we already covered the good, which is just crazy power. And also um, interior is pretty high quality. The, it's a much nicer interior than the current Ford Raptors, that's for sure. Ram has knocked it out of the park with their interior design and quality recently. And, you know, a lot of even people who are not Ram fans fully acknowledge that. Um, is it too early to bring up a little bit of a um, disclaimer about their pricing and why it's not so bad? Or should we wait? Which ones? Both of them. What, 77000 and up? Why it's not a horrible price with under my... Okay, I'm going to mention it now. Okay, real quick. So a lot of people complain $77,000 or $80,000. Really, that's, that's what you're going to pay for most of these at least. That's too much money for these trucks. Mm. Well, yeah, it's a lot of money. I mean, it hurt us. But consider the fact of what it would take to take a regular 1500 pickup truck from Ford or F-150 or the Ram. Let's say you got an FX4 package from Ford for a 2020 Ford F-150, okay. and you wanted it to perform at the same levels as the Raptor. In order to do that, you have to completely redesign the vehicle, put on completely unique suspension, beef up the, the chassis, and change the engine itself, you know, basically, or, or update it to where it puts out uh, higher levels of torque and horsepower. Change the interior slightly so it uh, can actually accept certain components, because bear in mind, you are talking about a completely different setup in terms of suspension, because that system in itself is its own unit, and it works just with the Raptor. When you take into account all the things that you would need to take an F-150 and turn it into something as capable as the Raptor, you're going to be in the $100,000 zone easily. Now, you can argue with me on that, but just look up the prices of what it's going to take not only to buy, but install professionally these components. It's extraordinarily expensive. Yeah, but and, uh, there's also another uh, kind of um, dimension to this, right? Yeah. Uh, Ford and Ram spent years uh, developing, testing, developing and testing and, you know, doing all the iterations mm -hmm. and they simulate millions of miles. They actually drive hundreds of thousands Indeed of miles. Indeed they do. And um, they look at every detail. Yep. And a lot of these trucks are now, their brains are unique, like you were saying, right? The yep. computer brain that's controlling it is actually unique and it's taking inputs from the shocks, like mm -hmm. the Bill Stein Blackhawk E2s on the TRX. Yeah, yeah, which, uh, which are very different than the setup that's uh, the Fox shocks that are on the Ford. Exactly. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. Let me be a little bit more precise. It's taking the inputs from all the sensors, like the height right, right mm. height sensors, the accelerometer, right, with the, speed steering light, the steering angle, the speed, the, the, you know, maybe the temp ambient temperature, all mm -hmm. this stuff. And it controls the shocks and the steering and the transmission and the engine. Right. It would be really hard to reproduce this, right? It, it will be really expensive to reproduce yes, this. It's, it's doable. Expensive. I mean, yes. hell, go to SEMA. You can find stuff. But once again, it's extraordinarily expensive to not only get the stuff, to buy the stuff, but have it put into your truck and make it work because it's not going to happen the first time. You're going to have to go through trial and error. So 
That's one thing. And then another is that all the components that we're talking about on both of these vehicles and all of the stuff, all the research, everything that they've done, it's under warranty. As long as you're not an idiot and do something crazy with the truck, you have coverage. Whereas in if you go and do it yourself, you're not going to. So it, it, it's the same argument I have with like the Jeep 392 and a lot of other vehicles. If you go and do it yourself uh, and have it done by professionals, get it to a point to where it's comparable to what they've done from the factory, it's going to cost you a lot more money. Yeah, totally. And uh, obviously, we will see uh, coming up uh, some of the other high-tech trucks. Uh, you know, the GMC Hummer is coming. Oh, yeah. That's which is also a very big, thing. heavy beast, but also very capable and very tech-laden. Oh, yeah. Um, and we'll, I'm still curious about to see what GM will do with the next generation full-size trucks. Yep. Um, and, uh, of course, Toyota is on the, on, on the cusp of re- unveiling the Tundra. Yeah, we, we've been getting some teaser photos of the front end of the Tundra, which look very interesting because it looks a lot lighter than we expected. Uh, and we'll have more information on that, hopefully, in the near future. So we are keeping an eye on Tundra as well, and, and everybody. Um, so, and we also have the brand-new uh, Nissan Frontier coming out real soon, real soon. Mm-hmm. And, uh, hell, if you go even smaller, uh, technically pick up crossovers then the ford maverick's coming really soon and so is the uh hyundai santa cruz so we got all this other stuff that's coming around the corner as well granted none of those other than the gmc uh, are going to be as expensive as the two vehicles we've just driven but let's talk about our verdict what did we think about both these vehicles so i'm i'm thinking this so we've owned both of them yes we've driven both of them for Mm. at least six thousand miles maybe Mm -hmm. a little bit more in the trx's case yep uh which vehicle would i choose trx I, I, I love the uh, Raptor, but the TRX, you guys know I'm a Ram fan, but only of certain Rams, by the way. But, man, I mean, I don't care if you love Chevys or Fords. You get into this thing, it's just so much stupid fun. Now, I would never buy either of these trucks, under, even if I had the money to do it. Really? No, God, no. They don't make any sense for a guy like me. <laughs> they make no sense. Uh, no, no. Uh, you uh, can uh, say, honey, you know, we have the payload and the towing capacity and also the acceleration for safety. My and- wife was so ticked off when I had her inside. the. Uh, it wasn't even our TRX. It was the one that we got as a loaner. From Previously? Me. Right, right. And I brought it home just for one day. Yeah. And, I, of course, I had to take her for a ride because I love pissing her off. So I put her in the truck. And of course, you know, at a stoplight, accelerate, you know, and drive around. And she's just going, well, tell me what we would do with this. I said, well, we would take it camping. She said, you need this much horsepower to tow our tiny little trailer? Yes. I mean, what am I going to say? Well, we're going to help move, you know, because you have a pickup truck. And immediately you become someone who moves friends and neighbors, right? Oh, you're going to use this 70, that one was like an $85,000 truck. You're going to use this truck to help our neighbors move and you're going to scratch up your truck. I couldn't even lie to her and go, yes, because I would say no. I would buy a truck that was like $30,000 less than this and nearly as enjoyable. And I would be personally very happy with that. I think that the price is just very difficult for your average, you know, regular Joe, middle class guy to afford. These are toys for rich, for the rich, I should say. Sorry. Um, and I, but I really do think that because if you're going to buy something like this and you're going to actually use it, then you're going to put a lot of money into it as well, right? And probably you have two or three other vehicles exactly, that you can drive as exactly. well. Exactly. So this so, it's it's a toy. And at the end of the day, as much as I love both of these trucks, I would select the TRX if I had stupid money but I wouldn't get the TRX, okay? 
I would uh, also pick the TRX over the Raptor, and, and here's why. And I think it comes down to smiles per gallon, yep. not miles per gallon or accelerations or just any particular attribute of it. Uh, in the in the Raptor, as soon as I got into it, uh, I felt good. You know, it's, it's but it's a fine, kind of, it's a Ford F one fifty. Yeah, it's an F one fifty, which is very fast and comfortable. And yes, you get a little bit more attention in it, maybe. Mm-hmm. But every time you get on the TRX, or at least for me. Uh, it just my I, my I cannot help but not smile. Swinging when you uh, accelerate on the highway or something any like acceleration, that. Oh my God, even so from good. zero to twenty or twenty to forty or whatever it may be, and just its sheer just commanding presence. Mm-hmm. I think the TRX takes it. It's a really good looking truck. It's funny because I know that some people are like, oh, it, it, they didn't go far enough, and other people are like, oh, it's obnoxious. But there's an awful lot of people out there that feel that both the Raptor. And the TRX are really good-looking pickup trucks, and I agree. The blistered fenders on both of them, and the big hoods, and the awesome tires. Okay, maybe not the wheels in Andre's case, but wheel packages that are available. Um, they look great. It's a really good-looking truck, and it's great for bragging. But at the end of the day, um, they really are toys um, that are not as useful in the workplace, or not as useful, you know, towing or hauling or camping or whatever than their regular brethren. Yeah, absolutely. So there you have it, guys. Uh, long-term updates on our trucks. Of course, as we turn over our fleet, like we just sold the Raptor, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be getting something else, hopefully, soon. Yeah. And doing more of this and letting you guys know exactly how these trucks behave in the real world. And remember, for those of you who, uh, and thank you again to our Patreon um, investors, I should say, uh, if you have questions then go ahead and post them and we will bring them up on our next podcast. So please do that. We will be looking for those. Yeah, and also keep in mind, you know, we'll take care of some of the truck questions here on the truck podcast. Right. But then Tommy and Roman, and sometimes you as well, um, do a car-based podcast. So if you have car questions, like recently on Patreon, somebody had a question about Mini and BMW. Uh Uh-huh. It'll be answered right there in the podcast. Yeah, Andre don't do BMW. Andre don't or do mini. mini. <laughs> no mini. No mini for Andre. <laughs> so thanks, guys, for joining us. We will see you next time. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or Seven Up. All with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.